Hi everyone, and welcome to Brand Boutique Elite Speaker Series. Today we have a special guest and one of my good friends, Jamil Rodriguez, is the founder of Laced Boston. It's a sneaker shop, and um, he does amazing things. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys. I appreciate you for talking to me and having me on. You know, it's always fun when we link up. Yes, for sure. So Jamil jo and I met. Um, how many years ago? Maybe like three years ago Maybe now? Three years now, yeah. Maybe longer actually, because it was the beginning. So I started Reina Valentina, um, an online women's clothing store. And we were both asked by um, another brand to be in a fashion show together. This was one of my first fashion shows for this particular brand. And I knew like the name Laced and go to the same gym. And so there was this guy that was always in the ring. So I could go to a boxing gym and they have kick classes and things like that. And so I used to be in the 7 a.m. class and I would, you know, be going around in like the different stations. And this guy is just in the ring doing his own workout, like killing it by himself. And he always had these lace shirts on. And so I'm like, hmm. He's continuously wearing it, which is amazing branding, by the way. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, you and so your, number, your own number one fan. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so I walk up to you, and I was like, "So, um, by the way, like, I'm doing this show with you, I believe." And you're like, "Yeah." Yeah, that was that was pretty random um, to say, but an awesome way to meet because I think we both got to meet respectively doing like our own thing it wasn't just um you know uh, how you doing and kind of casual it's like we got business to do so that was a great way to to start the relationship yeah and so then every day after my 7 a.m class is done we would hang out and go over like marketing tests we had our like marketing masterminds mind you this is ringside Ringside. We're <laughs> next to boxing gloves and we're sweaty. Yeah. But that like was my favorite thing, my favorite way to start the morning. Like get in a good workout with some good music, hang out with some cool people and do like a little mastermind. And like, like okay, let's do this. Oh, do you know this person? Oh, yeah. do you have a connect for this? So it was really like I you know, COVID yeah. messed our whole there session. Some, yeah, there's no wrong time or bad place to network that's for sure yeah <laughs> for sure so tell us a little bit about laced boston and how you got into the whole sneaker game so i can i'm going to give you the short version because the long one last time took 35 minutes oh. um <laughs> so i mean it was kind of like an accident i um i always collected sneakers. I always loved sneakers, so I had lots of pairs of sneakers. I wouldn't say I collected them, but I just had a lot, and I enjoyed having multiple pairs, and I enjoyed keeping some kind of on ice or brand new, and then whip them out a year or two later when everyone else ruined theirs. Um, they'll be like, where'd you get those, you know? Um, so I was part of the sneaker culture before it was an op before it was like a selling, reselling market, before it was um, kind of a a niche market it really wasn't a market it was just like athletic like you bought sneakers because you genuinely thought that jordan shoes would make you a better basketball player so i'm from that era where you um where we just wore sneakers you know it's more of a of a fashion statement um than anything and then um so i i was opening a skate and snowboard shop 
And uh, my friend kept telling me, hey, look, we're we're partners in Laced and, you know, we're going to, we're splitting up. So we're either going to close it or sell it. I think you should take a look. And I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm too busy. Like, I, I bit off what, as much as I could chew. I have like a little store. It's 300 square feet. That's all I really want to focus on right now. Um, and I turned him down two times. The third time I got a call, I was driving by Laced on Columbus Ave. And I said, you know what, let me stop in there and check it out. I went in there, I absolutely fell in love with it. It was 1,800 square feet, it had an office, it had, you know, cash register surveillance, it was turnkey ready. And I saw where they were failing was, they would, they're open seven days a week, but they would only open two or three random days, random hours. And I said, you know what, if I just show up every day um, and make it more consistent, I, I should be able to at least cover the rent and break even. Um, maybe a little history, I was doing real estate at the time, so I felt like I could still manage both and I could always fall back on real estate if it didn't work out. So I loved it, I wanted to do it, but I was invested in something else, so I needed an investor. Um, so I reached out to some relatives, so a cousin of mine, and he helped out big time. Um, he became invested, I was like a managing partner for a while. Um, you know, after four or five years, I ended up buying them out and I just kept going with it. Um, it was still kind of struggling. And then, you know, I don't know, we turned the leaf and here we are. Uh, store number seven is getting built out as we speak. I'm sitting in it now. So you guys get a sneak peek at, at what's coming along. Yeah, I love that you said, if I showed up every day and I stayed consistent, you know, that's like, I think, such a big element in any business and as an entrepreneur it's about getting up every day and like grinding through whatever you need to get done and i think that the people that show up and keep at it no matter what those are the people that succeed i agree i agree for sure um people ask me all the time what, what you know what's one piece of advice you could give um and i just say just show up you know 90 percent of life is showing up you never know what's going to happen when you're there you know might meet the next farhana you know what i mean you might meet uh you, you know your next networking opportunity but yeah you got to show up yeah for sure so i there's been times where i've literally been called and being like oh there's a speaker that um is not going to make this event can you get on a plane and fly to la in two days to come and you know, like flying across from Boston to LA, that's something, and, and packing and rearranging your schedule, moving clients around, you know, it's, it's all a thing. But like when I get that phone call, it's like, okay, yep, I know that it's an opportunity to like you know, meet more people and take my business to the next level. And so it's like taking those opportunities when, you know, somebody might have asked you the, three, the third time, but at the third time, you're right, yes. And that's also kind of a lesson in sales too. So. You know, the first time you were like, mm, I don't know. The second time you're like, mm, let me think about it. And then the third time you were like, okay, let's do this. And right. so people don't necessarily always yes on the first time. And it takes yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. And that's why I recommend people, like, if you want to start a business, don't wait until the right time. Start because it's a, it's a journey. It's a process, you know. So there's so many little things you're going to want to have to do. And one step goes in front of the other and you you know i mean you have to pick a name and you have to pick a logo and you have to do your tax paperwork and you know get an ein number and all the stuff 
that comes along with you wait for the right opportunity to have enough money to graduate from college to, you know, you're already going to be behind by the time you think you're ready. Um, so I tell people just go ahead and start whatever, however small a step you take is still a step because it's going to be a long journey. Yeah, for sure. There's never really any right time for anything. Like you're never going to have enough. I mean, we live in a culture where we always want more, we always want to excel to more, we always want to be more successful. Our goals keep increasing. And so like just that is like a human nature kind of thing. Sure. You're never going to be ready as an entrepreneur. Like you have to get out there and do it. And people are like, oh, are you done for the day? And it's like, um, I say that I'm done, but I have things to do. Like I'm sure. never done. Sure, exactly, exactly. You, you just kind of recharge and keep going. So what is the, so we have a new store that you're in and I know all the details about it, but I want you to share a little bit about the new location, but I also want you to share about kind of the, what is the concept of Laced? You know, what makes it different than other sneaker stores? Um, and tell us like about your designs. You not only, you know, source products, you also design like really cool custom things. Yeah, so I, I mean, Lace stands for, um, Lace actually I bought it with the name already. So it needed to mean something to me um, outside of just the name of it itself, right? And there was no reason to start over with the new name. It was pretty, it had been open for four years. It had been pretty credible. People were walking in the door looking for it. So I needed to give it some purpose. So I did an acronym contest online and um, I remember pretty clearly it was my friend Marcel at the time there was a brand called Society Original Products and he was a designer and an owner there and he uh, tweeted um, living and creating experiences daily um, and I thought that was resonated with us the most because that's how I live my life um, always looking for the next experience um, and um, so that kind of translates into the into the uh, fashion into the designs so initially i started working with designers um and i had no idea uh, how to use like photoshop that was like another language to me um so i started sitting in with the designer and well what does this button do and what does that do and then you know eventually i needed to change the time on a flyer and i you know, he walked me through it over the phone and I did it and I was like, all right, well, you know, and I said, well, let me try to make the next flyer. Um, and then, you know, and as inspiration sparked, well, you know, what if this design had this? Or, um, so I kind of had to start learning design and, and how to use um, Photoshop and how to use, you know, other design aspects and learn textiles and learn what could actually be done versus what like I wanted to, to create um what were the limitations and stuff so a lot of it i just learned hands-on you know like i said showing up and doing it and making my own mistakes um so yeah i am very hands-on and when i don't have time or, or when i feel like you know there's somebody smarter than me in the room i absolutely um i'm more talented i absolutely will work with them and work with different designers and i like to get a fresh a fresh feel for for things so um, we're not on any specific schedule, so I can't tell you I'm on like, you know, summer, spring uh, release schedule. Um, we, we, we make things kind of like on Spark, you know, I, I might have traveled and, and 
got an idea, you know, and, and come back and get on the drawing board and, and try to make it happen. Yeah, and that's kind of cool because you always are coming out with these really interesting pieces. When COVID first uh, happened, you made the t-shirts the with the like mask kind of like right. mask yeah. in yeah. it. And yeah, I love so, that. You were yeah, so I'd like to include, sorry, I'd like to improve, I'd like to include function in at least some of the products. Um, for example, this mask we made, I the mask went like, over my ear, they hurt. So I created this style that don't have to go over your ear. And when I'm not wearing it, I don't have to look for it in my pocket. It's just hanging here. So yeah, I'd like to include function, um, functionality into the designs. Yeah, I definitely. So you were one of the first people that had posted or one of the first people that were kind of doing something that was functional. Yeah, like everyone was still freaking out and kind of like, do their homemade like math things and you came out with this like shirt and I was like good job I'm always so proud of you when I see like your designs I'm like oh that's that's cool <laughs> and even that um mask that you created you know so, some people it hurts their ears some people like makes their ears stick out like Dumbo like some people feel uncomfortable with it like strapped on you know some people have like wider faces right. my friend the other day he forgot his mask and he's do you have one and all of my masks are really feminine. Yeah. <laughs> Very pretty. <laughs> and so I had like one plain black one. And it was like super small on his face. Like yeah. it didn't fit. Like his ears were sticking out. And I was like, oh, sorry. Um, but like the one that, and I told him about your mask. I was like, oh, you have to get the lace mask because they're not over your ears. And it's definitely going to like, make it way better for you. I also like, you know, really love that like you come up with like different pieces that are going to be in like um, the rain jackets that you just created. You know, it's, you know, fall in New England and you know, everyone needs kind of like a light throw. And I think just in general, we're getting warmer winters these days. Yeah. Yeah. Warmer falls at least. And so like a windbreaker kind of fall jacket is awesome. Yeah, and I and that came out of necessity. I I went boating and it's like, you know what, you need a nice little like windproof light jacket. You know, it gets a little bit chilly when you're on the boat and um but you wanna have something you could layer up and, and uh the first one was like the color of of my boat and then you know, I um so I didn't end up making that color because not everyone's gonna love that. But I think um everything comes from some type of inspiration of something I'm doing or I have done or I've seen um, without like imposing on someone else's like, you know, full on design. Like I'm not going to, you know, copy someone's design, but if it, it Lace is a lifestyle brand. So if I need things for my lifestyle, I'm not going to wear someone else's brand when I can make my own. I love that. It's actually a boating jacket. So it was marketed as a rain jacket, but I love that it came from boating jackets because I, I've also spent summers on Neil's boat and I have a white like windbreaker jacket and everyone's like, what is that good for? And I'm like, it's my boating jacket. Right. It's so necessary. You don't realize it until you need it. Yeah. Like you need something and even just to protect you from the sun a little bit, sure. still lightweight, a little bit of breeze. <laughs> you get it. 
So tell us, you know, if there's tons of people that are trying to get into the sneaker business, the t-shirt business, you know, what does it really take to succeed? Because the market is so saturated and I see every brand startup, they have this great idea or they have an idea and it's just another t-shirt. It's just yeah. another thing, you know, what would you say to those people that are trying to start out and do their thing? Like what should they have in place? What should they have, have thought about before they kind of step into the ring fully? Well, first and foremost, if they started, that's a great step because you have to start somewhere. All right. Um, so by the time they've released even their first t-shirt, they've already been through the process of choosing a name. Um, I would imagine choosing what that means to them. Um, finding someone to source their product or, or to print it or to make it have gone through some sort of design process. So they're, those people are well in on their way, you know what I mean? Um, and if you haven't got there, but you want to do it, um, these, those are some of the things you're going to want to think about, you know, and start there. Um, sneaker reselling is, is it, I don't know, it's, fa it's, it's fairly easy to do. We promote entrepreneurship through our stores. Um, we have consigners that bring in brand new unworn product for us to sell and we pretty much act as their agent. So you could, in essence, um, get the new Jordan or new Yeezy that releases on a Saturday morning. Um, by Saturday afternoon, you could have dropped it off and we'd be reselling it um, for you and you'd make a profit, we'd make a profit. Um, so in essence, it's kind of like you could have your own business. and. We've got consigners as young as 12 and 13 years old um, and then f full on adults, you know, who do this um, regularly. Um, so there, it is profitable. Um, you know, obviously you have to figure out the challenges, how to how you're going to get to connect. Do you have a cousin that works at Foot Locker? Do you have, you know, do you have a, a bot, they call it, which is um, like a software program that helps you check out online faster um, or do you have five laptops at home and you want to just, you know, figure out how to, you know, how you can strike when it's hot. Um, so there's multiple methods of it, of doing it. Um, I urge everyone to do it because, hey, if you can't sell them, we can. Um, we always need the product and, you know, let us do the hard work and, and you just buy it and, and, and we'll flip it for you. Um, so getting into the sneaker game isn't as difficult as, as people would think. Um, and you know you could sell these stuff on marketplaces online. Um, you could sell them on, on StockX, um, on Facebook. You know, on I've seen people sell them on OfferUp. Um, you know, so it just uh, there's no wrong way to sell sneakers, and there's a demand for them for sure. Is there any particular sneakers that is it kind of like every season, every month? There's like a different hot sneaker or is there sure. absolutely sometimes several times a month for sure um easy is pretty consistent with releasing something every month jordan maybe twice three times a month um will release something um retro which is really their popular products um and then you know you'll have like the adidas is doing star wars collabs or you know very small um niche like collections um there's always a new sneaker drop and it's like music like there's just like you can always expect new music to release there's always going to be new sneakers dropping if people do want to do this like whole consignment thing 
is there particular sizes that they should buy or is it kind of like you know i've noticed um women and smaller sizes sell um most are the most popular sizes probably like five through eight um i think it's a combination of kids fit that size um women fit that size and and then you know men with smaller feet also fit those sizes so um and men and women make up a huge portion um a huge market share of the people who buy sneakers believe it or not yeah i mean that makes sense women do tend to shop more and they also like buy for their significant others as well too yeah absolutely looks like a deal to them what do you mean it looks like a deal to them i don't know women have no problem dropping four or five hundred dollars on sneakers i think men overthink the situation women are <laughs> like oh this is cheaper than my louboutins absolutely <laughs> yeah so i guess that makes sense so tell us about the new store slash sneaker museum so the concept is um so we're opening a store in Copley Place on the first floor um, next to Saks Men's, which is previously was Barney's. Um, so this space is huge, first of all. So I needed a place or a way to kind of fill it up and or how I was going to make it work. Um, so I partnered up with the gentleman uh, from the Sneaker Museum. Um, it's kind of like a collection that he's been he's had since the 80s. He's collected tons of Jordan Nike memorabilia. None of it's for sale. It's all just his personal collection. He has a giant, giant warehouse full of this stuff. Um, so we're going to do uh, rotating installations, um, you know, telling a little history of sneakers and pop culture, um, especially pop culture at the time um, or for the theme of the shoe. Um, you know, one I, I guess I could give away is like you know, we'll do a Jordan, maybe a, a story of Jordan. So different Jordans, um, you know, Jordan's one through, I think he's up to like 35 or something like that right now. Um, so, you know, each one has a story and why. Um, and he was very hands-on with the, with the design. Uh, so, you know, some mean some other, some mean have specific meanings to them, um, which are cool to tell people the story, right, of, of something retro, like, you just you might just think, all right, I like that black and red Jordan, as opposed to you know that's the black and red uh, flu game Jordan, uh, famous for Jordan 12, famous for he wore it when he had the flu and he had to play in a in a um, in a championship game, you know, and and he like crushed it and he scored tons of points and forever that shoe was like uh, was famous and. Um, you know, so so things that like that are really what we want. What we plan to do here is create that full experience and have people understand and learn about the product and see some really cool and rare uh, streetwear and sneakers and and just have a full experience. Like we really want this to be our um, our graduation into like you know being a, a world recognized brand. Yeah, I think the cost the that whole like museum. Because I think like retro and all of the kind of throwback stuff, they all have such interesting stories. And I think a lot of people do care about, you know, 
finding out what that is or maybe they knew what it is and they see the item and they're like oh and so it makes it i think great for sale purposes also destination location for people to come and be like oh wow like this is super cool um yeah. the space is awesome thank you yeah i want people to be fully immersed in the experience when they come in and there is potentially going to be event space there yeah well we'll cross that bridge when we get there um i think right now my focus is um opening the retail and, and sneaker museum portion um and there'll be room to grow for for other um other types of things especially as you know as restrictions with covid um uh really uh reduce and and you know we'll see what what time brings but i think there'll be a lot more um opportunities we're pretty much known for our cool events from meet and greets to fashion shows you know to private parties um i think that's kind of synonymous with our culture with sneaker culture with uh with skate culture and 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 just um and just laced in general so yeah definitely you'll see some cool stuff just stay tuned yeah i love those marketing stunts that you do with like you know having different meet and greets with you know people that are popular in the community you know fashion shows events um you know you always have like really great performances dancers um musicians things like that and so it is very it's very much a lifestyle brand it is very much like you know people coming together buying purchasing the things that they like and then actually you know going forward and like you know living this lifestyle and joining you on you know the journey who were some of your guests like you have you've had tons of meeting greets so, so who are some you know well-known guests that you've had yeah um kendrick lamar has been here twice well to our math to both our columbus and mass Ave locations um you know french montana machine gun kelly um talib quali um az um i mean I, we can grow like a full range from like underground but um all the way up to mainstream but i think what the magic of it all really is is how many local talent um and how many lesser known artists um you know we've opened our doors to and had opportunities to work with them before they were huge like the first time kendrick lamar came to the store you know maybe 10 20 people showed up to the meet and greet no one knew who he was um same thing with chance the rapper um you know and then all of a sudden um you know they they reached some plateau or they're huge and you know i probably couldn't even get in touch with them now if i tried so um you know, I think it's cool to see the progress and then to be inclusive and in that same space, um, have a local artist, you know, uh, have their listening party or, you know, uh, album release um, kind of event um, at our stores. We've done so many, so many different ones and we try to be inclusive uh, of everyone. I think that's kind of like the magic of places that, you know, even though we have exclusive product, we, we're a very inclusive brand. Yeah, I love that. I love that you really care about the community and you're always supporting the community. You know, what is kind of like your thought behind it? Like, what's your like vision? Like, how do you, yeah, I feel like that's like a driving force in what you do. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, I, I think what we lack in, you know, releases or 
you know, popularity or other things we make up in community engagement, um, you know, from working with, uh, with young entrepreneurs to young students um, to musicians, photographers, um, you know, everyone kind of needs, needs that chance or, um, to prove themselves. And I, I think we give, we give that opportunity to as many people as we can. Awesome. And can, do, do you have internship opportunities? Um, we did before. I haven't in a while. Um, we partnered with some colleges. Um, actually, one of my uh, one of my employees currently came from an internship with Endicott College, and you know he was so good that we kept him on. Um, and now he's a manager at one of the stores and wrapping up his last year at Endicott Business. So I mean, yeah, uh, we do. It's not like a set program, but you know, reach out, send a DM if that's your interest, and. I'm sure with seven locations, we can find a place for you. And are you ever accepting buyers these featured at your stores? I'm sorry, it cut out a little bit. Would you repeat that for me? Are you ever um, looking for new designers to be featured in your store? Yeah, um, well, honestly, really what I'm trying to do within the stores, what I do for local um Local designers, um, I think what worked well for us prior to COVID was um, the fashion shows. The fashion shows weren't typically laced apparel. They'd honestly be two or three local brands that wanted to show their apparel. Um, and then we'd find the, the models, we'd find the place to host it. Um, we'd help with promotion. And in turn, you know, those brands would present their stuff. Um, I don't have enough space well, not that I don't have enough space, I guess I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but in the stores, I was focusing on my own private label and we had a lot of inventory. So it wasn't like I could set apart a section for local brands. But um, I think now moving forward with a lot more space, I think it would make sense um, to have some type of rotating uh, section or to work with you know artists that want to do pop-up shops. Um, I think that's one of the better ways yeah, I could put your t-shirt brand in here, right? And if you have two, three styles, three three different designs of t-shirts, right? Let's say for arguments that you have five different designs. We have hundreds of t-shirts, right? And it's gonna get kind of lost in the mix. So I urge people to do like a pop-up shop, right? We make this big deal, you have a DJ, and you have marketing, you invite people down on this day, um, and you kind of generate that that business and generate that, um, uh, you know, that interest in your product. And then, you know, as those relationships grow and you like, oh, shoot, you just crushed it. You know, you sold 100 t-shirts in one day. You know, maybe we should carry this here. Um, so I urge people to kind of work on it like that. And, and, and instead of just me, you know, saying, all right, I'm going to put one t-shirt from every designer in a section and I hope you like it. Like, I, you know, I, I just want it to make sense. But absolutely, I'd love to work with new designers and new artists, um, you know, and, and collaborate on, on cool, cool events and, you know, maybe even some clothing pieces down the line. Yeah, pop-ups are really a great way if you're getting a party, you don't have retail space, maybe you don't have as much um, traffic to your website. Pop-ups are great because like you said, you know, you get a DJ, you make it a special event, 
to promote the event, to get people to come to the event. And then from there, you know, you really can have um, eyes on you and you've created this like elaborate thing to happen. And I think a lot of brands are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna create this thing. I'm gonna come into the store and then I, I'm gonna try to sell my stuff to the stores and it, and then stores will go into a company like into their designer page and like they have no Instagram posts. Their, their photo shoots aren't great quality. Um, they don't have that many followers, not posting consistently. Um, you know, their website doesn't work. They're, you know, they have a very chaotic feel to things. And so I think for like new brands, you want to make sure that you're doing really good marketing for yourself and doing creative things so that you start bu building the buzz about your brand before you even approach a well-known store retailer. Um, because chances are like you're just going to get lost in the space unless you're marketing yourself really well. Um, also, you know, I loved that Jamil said that he helps designers with fashion shows, basically having people be featured in the fashion shows. So, you know, I've been to several of them. They're super fun. So there's always, you know, this cool fashion show, um, hair, makeup, um, models, and then there's kind of like performances going on. And so, you know, they're definitely fun and great moments. Um, so hopefully when things get back to normal, we can do more of those. Absolutely, yeah. It just all comes back down to creating an experience, right? Um, you know, I could just put your clothes in here or we could have it, you know, and be coming down a runway at a nightclub with DJ and, you know, a performer and, uh, a hip hop ballet dancer, you know, and like you said, all the fun that, that goes into, you know, backstage and doing your hair and doing your makeup and and um, you know, it, it just it just can be so much more. And I I think um, I want like brands to kind of expand on that. I think local brands um have every opportunity to do that on their own. They can find a venue, um, especially nowadays that isn't doing so well. Um, you know and you can do do these things on a smaller level not in a smaller level but with less people just because of restrictions um and still get a really good opportunity to to show your product you know you can do it you can stream it online you can have you create tons of content take photos create some cool videos um and it, and yeah i think it'll be a great opportunity for for small brands to do so so you named a bunch of different like marketing tips and techniques. What are a couple that you find are really effective for your brands? Um, I'm still trying to figure all that out. I mean, consistency is, is important. People love visuals, so photos, videos. Um, I'm trying to learn the whole TikTok thing, but you know, I, I think um, obviously including music along with the fashion, I think it's synonymous with. Um, with each other uh you know you, you see often some of the coolest new gear in these um in music videos and you know they're wearing the coolest sneakers and and whatnot you know and the rarest streetwear items um or the coolest new designer um so music i think is a great way to do it um 
and also, you know, it's okay to collaborate and network, right? You might have an upcoming artist from your city or town that um, that's, you know, on his way up making some noise, you know, maybe collaborate with them. Maybe they'll wear your stuff, you know, for the next video or, you know, they'll wear some of your stuff and shout you out online, um, you know, in exchange for some product or whatever. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid of those type of partnerships. Um, I think those are very valuable. Yeah, I love partnerships and collaborations because you know, I think some people will feel like more of a competitive spirit or egg. But I find like when you collaborate with people, you know, you're now cross promoting. Yeah. People, like, their fans are now seeing your stuff and, and vice versa, and you're working together. And so you have more hands, you know, going towards a goal. So like you know like even if we did like a couple shows together like we're always giving each other like um i'm always like you know do you know a person that does this and so it's like, you know we kind of are supporting each other in like what we're doing it's nice to kind of build that kind of network and those kind of friends in that kind of community yeah absolutely um you know just because someone else is doing the same thing as you doesn't mean um you can't collaborate so definitely you know reach out network that's, that's probably one of my biggest uh, assets yeah for sure so i have a little question yeah if you could be a superhero what would your two superpowers be mm. i like bruce wayne batman kind of thing it's always been my favorite it felt like a little more personal and and it felt like you know if i become rich enough I could probably be um, you know you could be that um, so well, what what is the superpower that he has he doesn't typically have a superpower he has enough money to be a superhero <laughs> so I guess that's I guess that's where I'm going with it, um, it, it honestly it's um, yeah that's that's all that's all I really want um, you know or, or maybe even just have the opportunity to be able to to charm people to be um to be wanted or respected and, and and i think that's more important um than a superpower and it's kind of attainable you know i think if you do a good job people will will, will gravitate towards you yeah cool so if people want to connect with you how do they do so at least L-A-C-E-D um, on Instagram and Twitter. You can send me a message at either one. Um, I, you know, I check those messages pretty often. Um, that That's absolutely the easiest way. There's, yeah, I'd probably, i check the messages personally. So if anybody wants to connect with Jamil or see what merchandise they have in store, you can go to at least on Instagram or Twitter and connect. And if you do want to reach out, you can send him a DM there. So I want to thank you all for joining us today. Bye.